Urban Jungle brings stories from people around the globe that design and build a better world. I am Magda Flores and this is Urban Jungle. Welcome. Did you know that where we live and how we interact with others affects our well-being? Yet, when we talk about well-being, we tend to refer only to the individual. Our well-being influences and is influenced by our community and the environment we live in. It is time to shift the paradigm from my well-being to our well-being. Check out the courses on urban well-being at siwem.org. This is a conversation with Sandra Mukuka, owner of Ayanda Farms and Consultancy. Sandra is a computer science and technology engineer and a certified accountant based in Zambia. Today, we talk about sustainable farming. Good morning, Magda, and thank you for this interview. Just like you have said, my name is Sandra Mkuka. So the closest place to where I am right now is uh, Twangale Park. Twangale Park is a lodge and um, they've got some nice, lovely gardens where people can just sit and go relax, watch the people swimming in the pool. And uh, I love going to that place when I'm on this part of Lusaka because it's relaxing. They've got quiet grounds, they've got friendly stuff and they've got nice rooms in case somebody wants to spend a night there. Uh, I just go there to relax and to just unwind because I've got nice cool gardens. Just the, the surrounding itself is nice and lovely for nature. Sandra, please share with us a little about your story. Okay, so about my story. <laughs> well, first and foremost, Sandra Mkuka is a firstborn in a family of four girls. Back in the day when I was younger, I started off in my career as an accountant. I studied SCCA, which is the Association of Certified Chartered Accountants, a qualification from the UK. And as I was studying, uh, I was in love with the program. But as, as I started working in my junior years back in the day in my 20s, I realized I needed more of a challenge. I think I wasn't getting the much-needed challenge sitting behind a table doing financial statements, doing management accounts, and all sorts of things. Because in my career back in the day, starting from accounts, I wasn't feeling so challenged. Like, okay, yes, I would wear my suit and go to work and sit behind my desk and do my management accounts and what next. So I decided I would love to take up a new challenge. And I thought of going for computer science and technology because computer science and technology, one, it makes me think outside the box. And two, I can still work as an accountant or develop accounting applications, gives me vast knowledge and vast opportunities that I can work on. Because with my computer science qualification, I can work anywhere. Now, you define yourself as a farmer. Please tell us a little about that. So uh, when I was younger, I loved gardening and this is something that even my parents, my mom and dad noticed way before, I think that time I was maybe even 10 years old. I started quite early. 
so they would notice to say our daughter loves such things like farming gardening using my hands deco making myself dirty that's my kind of life from back then so they do read a lot about farming about agriculture everything i think the the desire for owning a farm started up about and i did not do an agriculture qualification but i actually do read a lot about farming about agriculture everything i think crazy but i think i love it that way i love the challenges i love everything about it first and foremost being a startup farmer because i just recently registered the company and the name uh, so that i can trade legally as a farmer so being an accountant firstly having been in management roles that has exposed me to how to run businesses how to go about making contacts networking and doing all the paperwork that has to do with uh, running a company and then back to being a computer science and technology engineer and how it is helping me in my new venture in of, of farming First and foremost, I would not need to hire somebody to do websites for me, to manage certain social media things for me because I do that, I've done that, and I'm experienced in that area. So right now, I actually have websites running. I have uh, com, and I also have www.ayandafarms.com. Both are running under my name. One one is under farming and the other one is under the computer science and technology and a bit of the accounting. So this has helped me and this is going to help me even in my new venture because I'm not struggling with trying to hire people to do things for me i do i've done everything practically on my own as an as a farmer so being an accountant firstly having been in management roles that has exposed me to how to run businesses how to go about making contacts networking and doing all the paperwork that has to do with uh, running a company and then back to being a computer science and technology engineer and how it is helping me in my new venture in of, of farming first and foremost i would not need to hire somebody to do websites for me to manage certain social media things for me because i do that i've done that and i'm experienced in that area so right now i actually have websites running i have uh, com, and i also have uh, com. both are running under my name one one is under farming and the other one is under the computer science and technology and a bit of the accounting so this has helped me and this is going to help me even in my new venture because i'm not struggling with trying to hire people to do things for me i do i've done everything practically on my own so what is ayanda farms all about we are a farming entity that is focusing on organic farming and sustainable agriculture and also trying to focus more on value addition to promote and also promoting healthy eating habits we want to be a part of the united nations sdgs sustainable development goals number two which is zero hunger and this particular sdg is going to help us in boosting the value addition because as an example as a farmer you you plant a crop and it's ready for sale what next 
what happens if that crop that you have grown is being boosted or being sold at a time when everything is in abundance i'm going to give an example of tomato farming here in zambia i'm sure it's the same in other countries as well we have foods that are seasonal we have at a time tomatoes can be grown throughout the year yes but there will be times when we have so much of the commodity on the market and at the time at other times we have very little of it like it's scarce and it's even expensive when you're buying it so now at a time when you have tomatoes and other farmers also have tomatoes and everybody is selling tomatoes what do you do in order to prevent the tomatoes going to waste because i see situations where tomatoes are thrown in the market like People cannot buy tomatoes because everybody has tomatoes. So what next? People throw truckloads of tomatoes. And for me, it's painful. When I look at that, I feel like crying. I'm like, oh my God, we can do something about these tomatoes. Instead of wasting this food, instead of wasting this product and people going hungry at a later stage, we want to stop that and we want to prevent that by doing a value addition kind of arrangement so we don't just want to be farmers in the field but we also want to be farmers with the value addition we want to add value to the goods and the products that we produce or the products that we farm to prevent hunger in the near future and also to prevent healthy eating so like an, as an example or that i'm using of tomatoes we can preserve the tomatoes we can dry the tomatoes we can squeeze the tomatoes and make puree we can make tomato paste we can make tomato sauce we can make us we can preserve the tomato in various ways and that's the more reason why we want to boost this because we've seen it as a loophole and we've seen it as something that is really yet to be developed in a country like zambia so that is our main reason for wanting to be in the value addition chain I believe you support women in particular. How do you do that? As Ayanda Farms, our main focus is to work especially with women in the rural parts of Zambia because they are the most advantaged with regards to information, with regards to assistance, with farmer inputs. Normally, the people in the rural areas are very much disadvantaged. So as Ayanda Farms, our aim is to work and boost the women that are in the rural, teach them how to market their products, teach them how to add value to their products, teach them how to preserve their products, how to do organic farming. We want to get away from a place where we use the synthetic farming methods where we have to use these artificial fertilizers. We want to, we are, we are promoting as Ayanda farms, we promote organic farming. So we want, we train farmers or upcoming farmers or even gardeners because some people just have big gardens and they choose to be to, to remain as gardeners so as ayanda farms our aim is to train these people into the importance and teach them the import train them with organic farming and teach them the importance of organic farming teach them how to package their goods teach them how to value add their goods teach them the marketing how to network and how to do all sorts of things currently we have a project running in the northwestern part of zambia where we are training farmers on how to value do value addition and also how to package their products our next uh, workshop also on the copper belt which is scheduled for 27th of november uh, we have a, an upcoming workshop that is also value addition and teaching people how to do business plans how to do how to network and how to do preservation of a few kind of fruits and vegetables 
Would you give us an example of the work that you do? Uh, an example of the work that we have done as Ayanda Farms with women in Zambia is the first project that we have done so far is the one in the northwest and just i have mentioned in kabompo where we, we 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 organize women in the rural and sit them down train them for free actually we are doing this for free so we currently don't want to charge people for the knowledge that we are going to impact especially those that are in the rural if it's people that are in the city definitely we are going to put up um, a, a program where people are going to pay maybe for a ticket or something like that but those in the rural we want as much as possible to give them a free service it's not easy especially that we are also a startup we've got all these expenses that are coming in coming up we've got the transportation costs we've got all these costs of materials and costs of paying the people that we are moving with and doing the training with but i think it's something as part of our goals as part of our objectives as ayanda farms it's something that we are going to sacrifice a little for now until we are known worldwide until we are known countrywide and then we'll pick it from there and see what next we are going to do about it our main focus is asking the farmers what next after your crop has been grown what next what next a lot of people do not know how to answer this what next question people yes are good with i'm going to grow a corn i'm going to grow green peppers i'm going to grow carrots i'm going to grow tomatoes i'm going to grow onions i'm going to grow soya beans and stuff like that but what next after you have grown you have grown your crop and what next after that crop is ready now and you cannot sell it we need to find a way of preserving that food, properly packaging it, either putting it in our local stores in the, in the supermarkets within the country and exporting any excess that we have. But we cannot just export things, waking up one day to say, oh, today Ayanda Farms is going to export this product. No, we need, there's a process for everything. We need to know how to, to do the packaging, packaging for export, the branding. We need to brand the products because we cannot export unbranded products. So all those things are things that we are working with the community to teach them how to do it and link them to the export markets. We are generating linkages with the export markets and also train them how to go about exporting their products. For me, I'm vested in that area because uh, uh, I worked, uh, I say I, I worked and lived in South Africa and I was exporting things to South Africa at some point. And even whilst I was in China, I was also exporting Porting things to China. So we're having worked and lived outside the country. I know how to go about exporting things and what to do and what not to do. So that is what we are trying to encourage even our local communities to try to venture into so that we, 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 we prevent wastage and preserve food in a good and healthy manner. Very interesting. And what are your biggest challenges? As Ayanda Farms, we do have challenges. Like I mentioned, um, we, are, we are a startup company. I recently registered this company, so it's still in the startup phase. And looking at the things that we do and the things that we are doing, there's quite a lot to be done, which is being funded from my personal pocket. So what has been happening is uh, the computer science and technology qualification I do websites for people, I do graphic designs, I do logo designs, I do work under 
the computer science and technology umbrella so whenever i'm paid in those angles i normally divert the money and invest in ayanda farms and that's how it has been going so currently i'm trying to push for grants that we can expand and move faster and even be of much help to the community because this farming project is not 100 percent for my benefit it's actually maybe even 40% for my benefit and 60% back to the community. So it's like a community project. Even as much as it's not registered as an NGO, it's just registered as an ordinary company, but it's more of giving back to the community and training the community. So if we can manage to push for grants and funding for some of the projects, especially the training projects and the, the farmer input and value addition, it would be very helpful because the people in the rural, we don't want them to pay. They have nothing to pay at the moment and they don't even know how to sell their products. Mostly these people in the rural, uh, they, they are taken advantage of by people. You find that they, they are given very minimal prices very minimal amounts for their products which is not fair because we are all struggling with the farming and how to handle the farming how the, the, you find that the, the planting and the harvest that, that's another process we've got all this weeding which is also sometimes an expense we've got people that are using fertilizers both the organic and the synthetic everything has got money involved in it so the, those are the main challenges that we have at this point and that is what we are trying to see if we can address and work on and try to see if we can get some funding some grants because we've got lands that we need to pay for as well and some other equipment like the value addition our plan is to have value addition centers in all the towns where we have farms so we need equipment we don't need the domestic equipment that we are using at the moment we need industrial equipment which is going to be helpful for for each and every one of us even as we try to venture in the in the farming you know i normally ask about three things that you have learned that you would like to share with us okay so three things that i have learned so far in in what i'm doing number one have a passion a properly laid out plan and work hard honestly speaking nothing comes easy we need to understand our line of business. So have a passion for what you're doing. If it's farming, have a passion for it. Understand your line of business. What is it that you want to do? What is it that is going to differentiate you from the other people that are in your line of business? You need to be armed to be prepared. Okay, to be forearmed is to be prepared. Nothing comes easy. So do your groundwork and be different from others. You can only do this when you have a passion and a properly laid out plan understand what your business is about understand the mission why understand what you want to do as a business and what you think of doing understand the statement what what do you have to offer what will you solve without this you will not be able to move and to progress because you need to answer these two main questions the mission why and the statement what if you can have a proper answer for your mission why and a proper answer for your statement what then you're good to go number two start small as much as possible self-fund your business and use profits to expand and grow Normally for small businesses like Ayanda Farms, I really discourage people from getting loans. Loans are, are things that will pin small, business, small businesses down. Move slowly, take it a step at a time. So start small. Do not st want to start big and Rome was not built in a day and you cannot climb the tree from the top. Start from the bottom. So move slowly.
Loans are a danger to businesses, especially for startups. And I encourage fellow startups to run away from taking loans. Number three, be a good time manager, listener and reader. And also be a good researcher. In business, you need to be a very good time manager. Time is money monitor your time know what to do at what particular time and be a good listener listen to what people are saying and pick out the sense from the nonsense and also research read 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 and research and homework on my own in my spare time at least every day i do spend at least two hours minimum to research to read about farming and i think that's that's what is making me even move at the rate at which i'm moving People give ideas that we can pick from and we give it as a service to the community. So it's up to us. We need to just be active. We need to be good listeners. We need to be people that are time managers. So what I would love to add on is just be passionate about what you do. Discover what it is that you love doing. Discover what it is that moves you, what it is that makes you happy. That is one, probably one of the major things that is going to help you stand even in business. If you love baking, take it up as a business. That's the only way you succeed. Normally, people succeed in things that they are passionate about. We don't, don't go about going into farming or doing a farming business because everybody around you is farming. You will not make it. Do something that you are passionate about every business should stand to solve something if you're going to do a business that is not standing to solve anything then there's something wrong that you're there's something wrong about what you're doing and there's something that you're not doing right what is next for sandra mukuka and ayanda farms for me as sandra mukuka and as ayanda farms what is next for us is expansion 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 we want to grow we want to we want to we want people to see our label as ayanda farms in the uk we want people to see our label as ayanda farms in the united states in australia we want to be worldwide so our our next plan our next move as Sandra and as Ayanda Farms is just expansion but we are starting from the grassroots so we want to first expand locally then begin to move internationally so basically it's just about expansion and we are open to people that want to join us that want to team up with us they can communicate with me via the website www.ayandafarms.com and there's an email right on the website which people can use to communicate with me and I'll definitely give feedback of whatever questions that are raised. This is Urban Jungle with your host, Magda Flores. Thanks for joining. And if there is a topic or people you would like to hear from, all you have to do is drop me a line. My email address is urbanwsolutions at gmail.com. Urban environments need your help. Be part of the solution. Check out our training courses on urban well-being. Developed in partnership with SIWEM, the UK's Chartered Institute of Water and Environmental Management at SIWEM.org.